Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up Uninhibited. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How are you doing, buddy? I'm pretty good, man. Pretty good. How about you? I, I, I'm doing okay. <laughs> Yesterday was really scary. Uh, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't figure you want to tell that story on Oh, here, I'm not. Yeah. I'm just saying, you know, it was a little scary family stuff. But Monday, uh, I have a funny story. Um, you remember... Uh, when I text you about it, the, I remember. Uh, so I walked into a Black Bear Diner to get an order. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, there's a guy that that is in there quite often. I mean, he works there, and um, he's always nice and friendly. And I just I don't think anything of it, but he always compliments like a shirt that I'm wearing or that I look nice or something to that effect. And I just I, like. I took it as in he just is that he's just very friendly in general. Yeah. So uh, again, did, really didn't think anything of it. Um, I go in there Monday morning, and he uh, he helps me get the order ready, and he goes, you know, so I see you in here all the time, but I don't know your name. And I said, oh, it's Greg. And he goes, Greg, that's a really nice name. I really like that name. Well, you drive safe, cutie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will. Bye. Hey. You know what? That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's nice. It's definitely nice. Like, I'm not going to sit there and uh, Hey, shirk I'm a... looking at it like this. I look at it like this. Whether or not he's, you know, trying to endear himself to or not, he was just being very polite and complimentary, and there's yeah. just not enough of that in the world today, so... Exactly, cool. exactly, so... But I was—I certainly wasn't expecting a cutie out of that, and I was like, "I okay, bye, <laughs> thanks for that, bye." Uh, so that was funny. But the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, Josh, we've talked about how the term "okay boomer" is kind of dumb. Oh, it's absolutely dumb, but it's still funny. It can be funny, but yeah, when used properly, it's hilarious, right? So IGN post uh, yesterday, I want to say. I think this was yesterday. It was Monday. It was either Monday or, or yesterday. But they, the, the PewDiePie was taking a hiatus from YouTube until 2020. Uh, yeah. So now, he's taking two weeks off. Ooh. Yeah, I know. Well, when you, you know when you have 100,000 fucking... or sorry, 100 million subscribers on a YouTube channel, like, of course, the media outlets are going to be like, Oh, shit, he's doing anything? Let's report on it. I'm not surprised by that. PewDiePie took a shit this morning. Kinda. World shocked. Uh, it's celebrity news bullshit. That's that's the long and short of it. I don't give a shit. I hate celebrity news bullshit. Right, same here, same here. Other than, unless they're making something new, I exactly. don't care. I do not Tell me that. about projects they're working on, but I don't give a fuck what some Kardashian did ever. So, on that note... I usually don't comment on people's uh, 
um, comments like on the on on IGN at all. But I was like, I was yeah. very curious what people in the comments area of IGN were saying. So this woman, she does a GIF of spoiler alert. It's never anything worthwhile. Usually. Uh, the reason I'm telling you about this is because there was a funny interaction that at least I found it funny within this. Um, and kind of tells a story, so there's a reason I'm saying this. But uh, <laughs> she says she does a GIF of the critic. Remember the, the cartoon The Critic? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Um, it's Jay with his hand over his son's shoulder saying, and like they're looking at the theater burning. And Jay says, and nothing of value was lost. Now, I get why she chose that gif. It's pretty fucking obvious. Um, but somebody responds immediately with, okay, Boomer. So my response to that was the fact that I also can't say that phrase without my phone going, huh? Thinking I said, okay, or uh, hey, Google, which I didn't. I didn't. I didn't mean to. Phone, please stop listening to me. Anyway. So I responded to that with the fact that you replied to a gif of the critic with OK Boomer without a shred of irony is just just perfect. Because Jay Sherman is the antithesis of a boomer. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he responds with, um, yeah, I was saying, he goes, I was saying the phrase only in, in lieu of, of her like reaction to it. But yeah, I see the irony. And, uh, and, or he goes, yeah, that was like the irony is intended or something like that. I don't know. And I was like, all right, I guess there was some irony there that you knew about. Um, but I said the character being the epitome of a boomer is, is, was, too, is just too perfect. And he goes, no, I've seen a couple days and the bag was cool. She responds with, uh, Critic was a Gen X show, not a boomer show. Boomers were watching trash like World Scariest Police Chases 5 on Fox. Then the critic came on. Boomers hated it. And then it was canceled quickly. While it lived far longer in Comedy Central. Uh, fact check your shit talk. What the fuck? Okay. So that I responded with, Brianna, no one said the show was a boomer show. I said the character voiced by John Lovitz, Jay Sherman, was a boomer. The phrase, okay, boomer, also isn't a direct insult to boomers. Maybe you should pay attention to the words being used before you try to fact check us. Yikes. So a guy responds to me and says, maybe try not to be a douchehole misogynist and defend a diet Nazi. Oh my god. So that I go, who the hell was defending PewDiePie? I sure as fuck wasn't. I don't even watch him. Also... I'm not quite understanding how defending my comments from her misinformation is misogynistic, but okay, random Twitter guy. He says, uh, she's not stating something that's misinformation. She's right. It's a Gen X show, regardless of the main character's age. And my comment is more directed towards the fuck nugget, casually throwing around the word bimbo, which he did earlier call her a bimbo. And I responded, was like, then fucking comment on his reply, not mine. And she yeah, is, no shit. and she is wrong because, as the show was made for Gen X and the character is a boomer, we weren't fucking talking about who the show was made for. So yeah, she's wrong. Dude, the internet needs to fucking relax. And then I got, I got nothing back from him, absolutely nothing back. So I was like, okay, so I won that argument. That was great. In my um, 
there's also like a bunch of side comments because that's how Twitter works, you know. Comment after oh, comment after yeah, comment. Yeah. Well that that Twitter, YouTube, anything, anything that has a text box and a post button, you're gonna have that bullshit. Um, um Right, so okay. So going back a little bit, when I said the fact that you replied to a gif of the critic with OK Boomer is uh, without a shirt of irony is just mwah. Um, almost like without fail, and I knew it was going to happen, someone responded with, OK Boomer. <laughs> so, my, so my response to that was, whoa, how absolutely dare you? I'm sure you've heard that that's as bad as the N-word, slash S. Yeah. Because for those who are listening that don't understand internet speak, slash S means sarcasm. Apparently it fucking doesn't anymore. <laughs> oh, really? Cause I, I know there is a time when I would just comment on shit and not put a slash S because, one, I'm lazy, and two, you should be able to fucking pick up that I'm a sarcastic person by nature at this point. And they're like, how dare you insult me? Like I'm just like sarcasm much i mean come the fuck on i don't i don't i don't adhere to your fucking crazy textual rules internet sorry yeah yeah it's 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 super fucking silly so the so the rest of this is actually it's pretty funny to me but um so a a guy comments and says did you just compare a meme to a word that has a long history of racism and pointless violence behind it to which then I responded, what? No. I'm making a joking reference to the absurd article that was circulating that said Boomer was as bad as, uh, was just as bad. Hence the slash You're S. kidding. There was an article saying that? Oh, no, that's a real thing. That's why I made the joke. God damn. It was a real article. I don't remember from where, but it was circulating for a little bit. Oh, it was obviously from a fucking Boomer, that's for sure. Oh, yeah, a yeah. But hurt one at that, and probably a misogynist to boot. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so then I said, hence the slash S, and then parentheses goes, that infers sarcasm. And he just comes back with, oh, I see, I misunderstood. And I was just like, okay, all good. You know, I don't mind the joking jabs, but certainly don't want anyone thinking ridiculous things about me. Um, so so Here's the thing. When it comes to the internet and comments on what people think about anything that I wrote, I'm just going to say one thing. And the rare instances that I do comment. And if they misconstrue it and go all ape shit bananas on my post, that's on them. But I'm not even going to re- give a response. And I don't give two fucks what they think. True. I, 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 should, I shouldn't in general. But for me on that one, I was just like, I, I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, that's so weird. Um, It just struck me as odd. Anyway, so the other one that was fun, like somebody, somebody else, of course, said, okay, boomer. To which then another guy responds with, uh, um, the term boomer has been overused and basic is basically meaningless. When someone has nothing intelligent to reply, they drop okay boomer. <laughs> and that's when I'd say okay boomer. <laughs> to which, to which uh, um, I said, it is lazy trolling. I will agree with you there. However, if I may. I also enjoy it. I also enjoy using it completely out of context. I have you seen the new episode of Mandalorian? And then yeah, I didn't like it. And then the response, okay, boomer. Um, kind of like how I use thanks, Obama. And he yeah. he laughs. He goes, I get that. That's actually a really clever way to use it. And I was like, 
Who the fuck? Who 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 in their right mind doesn't use it like that? I mean, obviously the internet. But the last uh, the last one was that some guy some guy laughed and said ratio <coughs> LMAO, and what he's talking about is that um, the amount of likes that the OK Boomer got, which was like a hundred and something, versus my mm-hmm. eleven. That somehow I was ratioed or something like that. So I went, yeah, usually happens when more people don't get the joke than do. I assume slash S doesn't mean sarcasm anymore. And he says, uh, keep in mind, people here don't like Reddit or its culture of shitposts and sarcasm. And I oh said, oh my god. And I was like, that's fair, I suppose. But however, I figured, I figured, that's been. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said, I figured the reference to the inane article was enough. Clearly, that's not the case. I'm really surprised you haven't heard of this article. No, because I've honestly not been online much in the past week. Maybe two weeks, because I've been playing the shit out of Pillars of Eternity. But, you know, Reddit wasn't the originator of, like, the accepted terms of internet speak and posting. You know, I don't know why people treat it, because it is so huge, uh, why they treat it like, well, those are, they're the originator. Yeah, what the fuck ever. Um, but man. Oh, it wasn't an article. Okay. It was a, it was a Twitter post from a guy named Bob Lonsberry, who does a conservative talk show, and he tweeted out. Of course he does. He tweeted out, uh, Boomer is the N-word of ageism. Being hip and flip doesn't make doesn't sorry does not make bigotry okay, nor is a div, uh, diversive epithet. Epithet. Uh, it's, it's, it's I know it's epithet, and I keep I always say it wrong. Epithet. Okay. Um, acceptable because it is new. That's what he tweeted out. Jesus fuck me, Christ. And then uh, dictionary.com responded with Boomer is an informational. Sorry, boomer is an informal noun referring to a person born during a baby boom, especially one in the U.S. between 1946 and 1965. The N-word is one of the most offensive words in the English language. If not the. Yeah. I would classify it as the. <clears throat> I just, the point, the, the reason I bring this up, the reason I have it here at all is just because, like, it's so, it's so insane to me. That oh, dude! People just didn't just didn't get the joke. I even tried to like put a thing in there to emphasize that it was a joke, but it didn't matter. It just didn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter because when anybody reads one line, and I'm not saying anybody like everybody out there, anybody that's listening, I'm talking about there's a specific type of person out there. If you make a generalized, broad, sweeping statement about anything. And they apply it to themselves. They get angry and they come out with the fucking pitchforks. Like a few weeks ago, my friend Bobby uh, Skullface, he he did a video on Kathy Kennedy, uh, you know, and her role at Lucasfilm and things she's been responsible for and how she's being targeted and criticized unfairly and getting all this hate for the wrong reasons. He's like, I'm not here to defend her, but let's just look at her track record, things she's done. And he just laid out all the facts. And on the video I commented, I was like, well, 
Cue all the butthurt misogynists to come out crying and screaming that she's raped and killed and murdered their childhoods and she needs to fucking be fired and tarred and feathered, etc., etc. And then a bunch of angry nerds came at me like, you're part of the problem calling us misogynists. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm not even commenting. You're fucking dumb. Sorry. It's like, I'm not a hard person to find on the internet. You know, type in my name, you're going to find me. Yeah. Ooh. You don't like what I said. I don't give a fuck. Well, the thing that I've noticed, Josh, and I'm sure you have too, is that the the shit that people say online, the the shit that they spout and, and get angry about and all this kind of stuff, it, it's – a lot of it is bullshit considering um, they wouldn't say it to your face. No, no, a good 99% of them wouldn't say it to your face. And it's funny because, you know, he was actually talking about on Nerd Rage today. This one dude got up in his comments because of something that he said. And he was, uh, he's like, I've always watched this show, listened to this show week to week to week. And today it stops because blah, blah, blah. And she's this and that and SJWs and... Then he said, if we ever meet face-to-face, you better bring that same energy. And I'm just like, wow, this dude's threatening physical violence because he disappointed with factual statements. Come the fuck on. People need to fucking just pull their heads out of their asses. The internet, man. And you know, me being playing the shit out of Pillars of, Etern- Pillars of Eternity the past two weeks like I have and only getting online to like do this show or our Friday show or our Wednesday show, which is tonight uh, as of this recording, or watching ETR or Breaking the Mold, I've not been online hardly any in the past two weeks. And I found it refreshing to take this little break. You know, if I'm watching anything on YouTube, like I do, I have my daily routine where I watch shit on YouTube. Um, I don't look at the comments. I don't leave a comment. I throw the video a like. I watch it, and I go on about my day, and it's been nice and refreshing. Not looking at Twitter. I've I've not even been looking at Instagram much. The main reasons why I've been doing it, apart from playing the shit out of this video game, is I am... You know, just avidly trying to avoid any potential accidental spoiler for The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, Um, I don't blame you there. I I put in a bunch of uh, banned words that are muted words, I should say, into Twitter. Um, So I only see like one or two posts about Rise of Skywalker every once in a while, and it's because they didn't type any of the banned words. (laughs) They just like put up a picture or something like that. Um, but uh yeah it just it just kind of it just kind of threw me off. I was just like, "Wow, like that joke didn't didn't land, huh? Like at all in this group of people just saying okay, boomer over and over and over again and making the same joke and nobody got that, huh? Nobody <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, they didn't. And you know, it's very hard to pick up on certain things in text at times, but at the same time when it should be something that you or I would find blatantly obvious. I'm finding more and more that Joe Q public, the average motherfucker on one of these message boards, if brains were cotton, they would have about enough to make a Kotex for a fucking carpenter ant. 
That was a, there's a long some... way to say. There's a long way to say a Q-tip. Well, I mean, no, that's that's too much cotton. Uh, Q-tip's much much more cotton than a fucking Kotex for an ant. Oh, for an ant. I didn't hear that part. <laughs> My wife if... is dying. Go ahead. Go ahead. Let it out. Let it out. We're recording. I know it's funny as fuck and it caught you off guard. Let it out. Just let it out. <laughs> let it out. No, don't try to hold it in. You'll piss yourself. You don't want to piss yourself on a podcast. Honey. Oh. <laughs> I, I made her try to stifle laughter so hard she started coughing. She, her, her face is so red. <laughs> Oh, Sometimes shit. I'll just bust out a saying like that, and it just catches people completely off guard. Uh, I remember telling my eighth grade English teacher that one time, and I got kicked out of class for about a solid week. Yeah. Um, Fun times. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, should we move on to Watson? Tiny, t- tiny little ant tampons. <laughs> Wow. I knew I'd get her to laugh. I knew I would get her to laugh just looking right at her. She's walking by with a cup of coffee and said it. That, that, really, that really got her. I was like, all right. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> She's still trying to contain it over there. This is the kind of shit, like, every morning before Madison goes to school or after she takes Madison to school before she starts work. I'm just saying random off the wall shit like that. Just trying to elicit that type of laughter out of nowhere. And I'll say the most absurd and fucked up things. And I love it. <clears throat> so, yeah, everybody there. That's your gift for me today. Uh, tiny little ant tampons. I mean, mm. I bet, I bet those are smaller than uh tiny little termite tampons. I just like the alliteration there, termite tampons. Tiny termite tampons. I mean, uh, people who didn't get my joke definitely have, like, such small, tight vaginas that that's, you know, what they have to use. That's my joke. They, that's the best they, I got. They, they, they definitely don't have small, tight vaginas to use that, but they apparently have small, tight assholes. There you Jesus go. Christ, they can't pull their heads <laughs> out of those. Well, we should They're move gonna on. They're going to need more than fucking lube to get that head pulled out. I bet it'll rip their ears off their assholes so fucking tight around their heads. God damn, all right. I'm sorry, I just don't have any compassion or sympathy for people who get angry on the internet for dumb fucking reasons. Sure. I mean, if you got a reason to be angry, let it be a legitimate reason and do something about it. Don't bitch. Do something about it. And I'm sure I've probably pissed off somebody. Well, leave a fucking comment and tell me how angry you are. It's not going to hurt my feelings, Cupcake. To the rest of our great, wonderful listeners, I love all of you. (laughs) I don't Uh, know, like, if we should talk about Watchmen at this point. (laughs) Oh, let's talk about Watchmen. Let's talk about Watchmen. Oh, shit. Good gravy. Um, well... If you guys remember from last week, uh, we were we talked about the uh, penultimate episode to Watchmen. Um, so Josh and I, for the next uh, oh twenty minutes or so, we're going to probably talk about everything the show had to offer at this point. Uh, just so you're aware, uh, spoilers talk from here from until he- about. Heavy spoilers for 
probably the next 15 to 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, so, so skip ahead, and if you hear me say, um, okay, Boomer, then it's safe. <laughs> but you got to listen for that specific point. <laughs> and that's when I'll say, okay, Boomer, no more spoilers. Um, I find that amusing because, you know, I myself don't like to be spoiled, but I don't like to be spoiled without warning. And if it's something I don't give a fuck about, I'll keep listening. But if you give a fuck about Watchmen and haven't watched it yet beforehand, just know, back out now, watch it, then come back. Uh, this show is definitely like, every episode is a little spoilery. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. But we do warn. Yeah. Um, well, so that's on you. Uh, we, we, Josh and I did talk a little bit, uh, about the finale, like in text, um, only very briefly, very briefly. But one thing we both agreed on this show fucking nailed it. Like absolutely nailed the ending. Um, this show nailed the ending. This show, this, the people who ran this show and created this show understand the Watchmen comic. I think better than most people who claim to understand the Watchmen comic. Uh, longtime fans and readers of it. Um, this show has been one of the best pieces. I, I'm gonna I'm in, I'm in that statement immediately. This show has been the best uh, thing on television I have watched all year. Uh, on I, any service. Yeah, like I haven't. I haven't personally watched a show this good uh, since uh, Breaking Bad. I think the last, honestly, man, I really love, I think one of my favorite two shows on Netflix are Dark and Altered Carbon. And that new season of Dark was this summer, and it was great. It was fantastic. I loved it. But I loved this more. I loved this more than The Boys. Um... And don't get me wrong, I'm loving The Mandalorian, but this is vastly superior to The Mandalorian in different ways and for different reasons. Um, This show's awesome. It, 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 like, there was so much that impressed me with the storytelling of this that I, I, couldn't, I couldn't get over. Like, it, it completely... Uh, uh, subverted a lot of ideas that I thought I had about the Watchmen comic. Uh, not from mm -hmm. the perspective of like characters, because the, the biggest complaint that I, that we constantly heard was that they ruined the character of Rorschach. That's yeah. That's what I've, the biggest complaint I've heard is that they have, uh, Rorschach wasn't that guy. He wasn't this, and he shouldn't be used as a symbol for this, for the white supremacy. Well, I mean, he was a bigot. Like he straight up he was. was. He was. He was bigoted. Um, he wasn't as vocal about it, but anybody. He had a very far right leaning, conservative, like ultra conservative view of things, and anything that didn't fall into those lines, he uh, he just absolutely abhorred. Uh, he hated it, and he was a sociopath. He didn't have a problem um, killing people that were, you know, lawbreakers, obviously, but 
it's not a big stretch for his fucking legacy to be that of these white supremacists who want to take back the power for the white man because they feel threatened in this new world and how they can't get what they wanted. I mean, yeah, especially Um, with the original ending of the Watchmen, how his journal, his diaries and writings and his thoughts were delivered to the New Frontiersman, which was a conservative paper, and they published it. Um, there's there's a lot considering how considering how those people that read that were already of that mindset. And you see glimpses like the news the news vendor who had that newsstand, that one paper box. They had copies of the New Frontiersman. Yeah, you know, it's still yeah. there. There's a lot there's a lot of little things in in the comic that showcase what kind of character Rorschach was and that his his journal easily was going to be misinterpreted. Yeah. Um, or even just, or just interpreted in that fashion. Like it makes perfect fucking sense why it was. Yeah. Um, what I think is interesting and, and I wish the show could have expanded on it more is, is what, uh, I guess they couldn't have, but what would Rorschach have done had he found Cyclops? Huh. I mean, that's a good question because I don't think he would be like, take him out. I think he would be, I don't think he would be sympathetic to their cause, but I also don't think it would also, it would also depend would on when he disagree. found them. Yes. And I don't know if he would necessarily disagree with their views and their goals and their ambitions. Because um, by the time we see Rorschach in 1985, he's a he's he's super broken. Like yeah. he's already kind of broken, but by the time we see him, like he had he had seen that uh, that woman like beaten to death or whatever, and it like it just made him snap. Um, and I think that if he found the like if if he found them or they they recruited him in at that point, I don't think he would have done anything. Um, but I do think he would have when he was like still working with, with, uh, Dan and whatnot. Yeah. It's it's fascinating. Like I would have loved to, that would be an interesting like story to tell, but they definitely were like, we, we need to tell this other story. I, one of the other things that I always laugh about is like people going, well, what happened to, to, to Nida? What happened? Where's Dan? And I say, you know, I'm like, I think I said it to you. Yeah, yeah. In, the, in in the third episode when they introduced Laurie, they alluded to him being imprisoned. Yeah, so there's a there's a timeline thing that the Nerdist put up, and it's like him and Laurie were actually both arrested for continuing vigilantism. Um, to which then you know she was given a plea deal to work with the FBI to take out mass mass uh, uh, vigilantes because it's illegal. And, um, uh, she agreed, whereas Dan did. Yeah. So, but, uh, I, I, the, the, supposedly part of the terms of her working this case in Oklahoma, she was assigned to, and turns out it was just a plot to get her there. Um, 
which was, I would say, a bad move on Senator King Jr.'s behalf because it's kind of what set in motion, helped set in motion his downfall. Uh, a big, a big part of it. Yeah. Um. Um. But yeah, man. Uh, this show. Whew. Well, the, the, we we were totally wrong on Lady True. We were thinking maybe she was the surviving baby of, you know, the uh, Vietnamese lady. There which, was a. I mean, to be fair, there was a lot. I I completely completely got wrong about how they were going to do stuff in this show. Like mostly Lady True, almost everything with Lady True. I was like, I had no fucking clue. Like, yeah. Uh, her being Adrian's daughter and her mom in, you know, doing what she did in 1985. And then, um, which was awesome. It, it really was. Fuck you, Ozymandias. Uh, but then the, the, the whole aspect of like her actual plan is to take Dr. Manhattan's like powers. Like, I was like, what the fuck? Like that completely threw me. Um, I, and, and the dude, the fact that, um, she revealed to him back in 2008 she was his daughter and uh, she said I'm sending a probe to Jupiter you know because Dr. Manhattan is is there and he's like nonsense and then eight years later she returns to she sends a a, a pod for him you know the episode that she's introduced in when she goes to that farmhouse and tells the people, I need to buy your land right now. Did you see this, like, meteorite or whatever crash? A very brightly colored blue meteorite, yeah. I guarantee you that was the fucking... Oh, that yeah. That might have been, you know, him. Ozymandias, the re-entry, the pod re-entering. Oh, yeah. I, I he was, like, basically in carbonite. It's, again, the only reason... It's the only reason we were shown that scene. Because it doesn't tie to anything else that happens in the show. Yeah, yeah. But the fact that, you know, while he's in all that gold statue glory, she had him on display in her fucking office before she let him out. That was just... Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I, uh... His whole storyline is really is really interesting, and the fact that we were given his storyline in bits and pieces over time to lead up to what was happening in the show was really fucking fun. Mm-hmm. Really fun, especially and at, none like, of it was none of it was current time at all, and except for that last episode, which was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so here's here's another question I have, and and. I know that I'm jumping ahead just a little bit here, but do you think Manhattan's actually dead? No, I do not. Because I, I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think he's actually dead. I think he is just in a state of being right now similar to what happened to him in the uh, Gila Flats incident that created him in the first place. Right. I think over time, if they renew this for another season, and I hope they do, 
I think over time he will learn how to reconstruct himself and come back the way he did before. Yeah, because that, that, that final shot, that final shot, though, man, like. Well, it's ambiguous. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, I, You know, she takes from a conversation that from, from they had, she's like, so you're saying you could transfer your power into this egg and I could eat it and become like you. He's like, in theory, yes. Well, just so happens to be one unbroken egg. And she sucks that raw egg out. Uh, that made me so sick. <laughs> My favorite thing was the I saw a lot of comments of like, that's how you get salmonella. And I'm like, no. Like, that's, that's how not you get... how you get salmonella, but okay. <laughs> Dumbasses. Um, but, you know, I knew it was going to end on that shot. I knew it was going to be left very ambiguous. Say, oh yeah, she's got his powers. Yeah, or, that that I oh that no, was a... she don't have his powers. I knew it was going to be ending the instant her foot touches the water, yeah, and you're not going to see whether she suspended or fell. I think it's been left up to the imagination, and if there is a season two, well, here's the we'll interesting thing about out. here's the interesting thing about season two is that Lindelof in many in many uh, interviews has said that he will not be a part of a second season if it gets <sighs> renewed. So, second. well, I wonder how much is he responsible for on this show? A lot. I know he's like the showrunner and everything. I I just don't know how much creative input. It's it's. I want it to. If they're bringing it back for another season, I want it to be at least as good as this, if not better. For from what it's I understand, hard to it was, imagine better. From what I understand, it was seven writers. Him and him and four of the uh, six of the people. Um, as a matter of fact, the woman who wrote the entire episode for uh, it was uh about it was the uh, oh my god it was the episode where Angela took all the nostalgia and it was a bunch of flashback stuff. Yeah. The woman who wrote that episode, like, Lindelof had come publicly and said, like, she deserves her own show. Hell. So. Let her be the showrunner for season two if he doesn't want to do any more of it, if they do another season. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, because there are some things we're left to wonder about. Like, whatever happened to that lube man? That guy uh, in the all-gray jumpsuit? That's Petey. Uh, who? Uh, do you remember the the FBI agent that uh, uh, Laurie was traveling with that had like he he studied all the superheroes and he, was it really yeah what did they say that in the, so there's uh, HBO has a website that's pdpedia.com that does a lot of like side stuff like the comic does oh I was not aware of that I thought I told you about that no you did not huh. Because I, I remember talking to you about that, and I was like, did the did the comics, when they first came out, have that? Because only, I've only ever read the trade. And you were saying, like, yeah, they absolutely, like, at the end of every issue, like, it would have, like, excerpts from Hall, Hollis Mason's uh, Under the under yeah. the Hood. And, um, yeah. And I was like, okay, because, like, yeah, there's that kind of thing on the HBO website. You didn't tell me there was that kind of thing on the HBO website, and if you did, I completely missed that detail. I did not know that. I, 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 again, I don't remember if it was you that I told or somebody else. No, I remember us having a conversation, but I specifically don't remember 
you saying, oh, well, they're doing that on the HBO website. But I do remember us having the rest of that conversation. Okay, gotcha. To fuck. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a whole thing in the that came out right after this episode that was like, it basically kind of very strongly alluded to PD being the lube man. Um, but it was already kind of like agreed that it, that that was the only other character we were ever introduced to that would have been monitoring Angela in Tulsa with a mask where it's technically okay for police officers to wear masks. Hmm. Interesting. And he's a huge, like, historian yeah. fan of superheroes, so, like, it's it's the only thing yeah. that really works. He's like, yeah, he's totally like Dryberg in that sense. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, 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 I, I was really, really happy with how this, how this played out. Um, I like that the show ended where it began. Yeah. Um, uh, it's just, it's just it, the, the poetry and the symmetry of it all is just so fucking satisfying and gratifying and. I was not at all expecting Lady True to become like the last minute uh, antagonist. I was not expecting that in any way, shape, or form. And that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, this show kept me on my toes. I'm going to miss this show because, like I said, I think I've told you this. Watchmen, I think, benefited from being a week-to-week show. Um, Whereas, like, let's say Mandalorian, which we'll talk about in a minute here. Um, I think it, 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 it doesn't necessarily, it's not a, not a disadvantage to the show that it's week, uh, that it's a, yeah, week to week, but I think you could watch Mandalorian in one, in one lump sum and it wouldn't be a problem. I think every, after every episode I watch a Mandalorian, I don't sit there and think about it and dwell on it. I just go, that was fun. And I move on with my life. But Watchmen, yeah. every week with Watchmen, I'm like, for three days, things just keep popping into my head and I go. Oh, what about this? And what about that? And what about this? And oh, that's interesting. And what if they're going this route? Like every week, it was so much fun to just think about and talk about. I spent, yeah, it's only nine episodes, nine hours total. But I probably spent a solid 20 outside of that thinking about it. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I could not be happier the show into the way that it did and, and the, the entire journey that we took with it. No stone left unturned, by the way. Everything makes no, sense. No. Everything makes sense. Like, there's a shot early on in, in, the penultimate, in the penultimate episode where... You really like that word, penultimate, don't you? I like it a lot, actually. Um, it's a fun word to say, penultimate. It is. It is. Uh, it's not when, to like. when Agent Petey is actually at uh, uh, Wade's house... Mm-hmm. And he's looking at all the dead Seventh Calvary members, but he sees one guy without a mask and mentions it. And Lori's yeah. like, "Whatever, uh, I gotta talk to Judd's wife about this whole like Cyclops thing. I'll talk to you later." Like that shot is really fucking quick. And if you're not remembering that little thing, when Wade shows up in the final episode, it might be a little confusing. Like, how well, did he I mean, get it, there? How did he get a mask? It like, wasn't that can... confusing for me. I'm just pointing out that that's what I like about this show is the detail, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the attention to detail, the little things like that. Like, I was just like, oh, this is fucking fantastic. Well, you know, so, I remember I remember when, you know, I absolutely loved his character. 
and I'm absolutely ecstatic that he actually survived to the end. And I'm also ecstatic that, you know, the interactions that he had uh, with Adrian, that was just hilarious. Um, He's like, what the hell? He's like, I'm trying to save humanity again, you ignorant hayseed. (laughs) Oh, by the way, one of my favorite lines in this show that had me laughing was when uh, Lady True tells Ozymandias, um, one of your vials of cum. Yeah. I was like, I was like, that's very blunt for her intelligence, but okay, I'm, I'm with it. (laughs) Uh, like, I, I, I don't know if I've ever kind of gotten into this with you, Josh, but like one of the things that always just nestles my jammies, I don't know, I'm trying to find a, it makes me what? very happy. I don't, again, I stopped and I went back and I said, that was dumb. Um, if you could just bleep that in the editing, I'd appreciate it. Um, no, no, that's staying in. I was going to say, here's the very crude thing I was going to say. It nestles my nutsack when it's giving me a blowjob. What I was, I was actually going to say. And then I went, boy, that's really, that's really bad. So then I immediately tried to detract and I was like, rub, like, nestle my jimmies the fuck? Okay, never mind. You, you, you can just say, you know, cradles the balls. Well, it was more of a caress, like it's a nice little thing. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. Is strong attention to detail and continuity. If I can go mm-hmm. back a bunch of episodes and see something that happened in the late episodes, oh boy, does yeah. that make me happy. And this show does oh, yeah, that in yeah. spades. Little little callbacks to just ensure that it's all tied together all the way consistently. Here's the crazy thing. It doesn't just do that with the show itself. It does that in correlation with the comic. Uh-huh. Like, 100%. Oh, just makes me happy. But let's go ahead and uh, wrap this conversation up because I want to move on to Mandalorian. All right. We can do that. Um... I'm I'm given the finale and the whole show an A plus. Yeah, high as the highest score we can give it. Like, if you haven't watched the show, get HBO now. Because that's the that's their online service, or what is it yeah. now? It's a well. There's HBO Go, and there's HBO Now. HBO Go. HBO is, Go is like if you have it through your cable service, you can right. use it. Uh, but if you don't have an HBO subscription through your cable service, you can subscribe to HBO now and use it, which is what I do. Um, um, well, that's because I, I felt like HBO was calling their online service something else at this point. Well, well in May, they're going to have HBO Max, and I don't that's know. That's right, if, Max go and now are going to go away and it's just all be merged into that or if it's going to be something completely different and standalone who fucking knows point is is you can get hbo now for probably a free month or whatever free week watch the whole uh, show. One, one, one week free it's one week free and after that free week trial it's 14.99 a month jesus well, that's telling you well it's I mean, I it borrowed is. a friend. It's, I, it's the it's the most expensive month to month streaming service there is. Yeah, I borrowed a friend's account for that one. So, but uh, but yeah. So all right, yeah. Go watch Watch I mean, It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, I, I got to give both episode and show the same uh, same grade. 
It's stellar. It's phenomenal. It's the the best thing I've watched all year. I literally didn't have a bad episode with that no, show. No, there was not a bad or unenjoyable episode. Um, this was intriguing from start to finish, and yeah, it, I think I think the people that did this understand that universe far better than most everyone that's ever been a fan of the comic. And it makes me look at the comic differently now, even though I've read that comic many times in my life. Uh, and after seeing the movie, um, it makes me think Zack Snyder got it all completely wrong. Um, oh, yeah. And like and I look at the comic in a completely different light now. And I now want to go back and reread it for the first time after watching that show and seeing how well it correlates. I told my dad, I said, I said, technically this show is um, the interpretation of a bunch of writers making an entirely new story within the same universe that connects. It does connect. There's obvious connections. But um, yeah. uh, you could, ostensibly, if you wanted to, and you hated the show, consider the show non-canon. You really could. Uh, to me... The show is 100% canon. It is a part of the comic. In my mind, from here on out, Hood of Justice is Will Reeves. Yeah. No offense or buts. I agree. So, um, let's let's go ahead and move on. We're, we're I'm looking at the timer for how long we've been recording. I'm like, we should probably go forward. Um, so we have two shows of Mandalorian to talk about since we're recording this on the Wednesday that. Oh my god, we do, don't we? Yeah, the seventh episode release. And we both you watched the seventh episode, right? Uh first thing I got up this morning, yeah. Okay, same here. I woke up and didn't have enough time to watch it before Madison went to school, so had to wait until Misty took Madison to school and she got back and then we watched it, but yeah. Uh so let's let's talk about episode six. Well, episode six. There was one. There was a couple of little things I didn't like about it, uh, episode six. But overall, I enjoyed it for the most part. What uh, did you not like about it? Just FYI, <sighs> question wise. It's it's mainly and it's I know it's dumb to say this, but dogfighting physics are not going to work in open space like that. They're just not, and it bothers me all the time. Even though I know I shouldn't, I should just say, you know what? It's Star Wars, you know, completely. You know, we don't know how the laws of physics act in that universe. So, but yeah, that, think... uh, that opening exchange uh, between that other bounty hunter that had tracked him, uh, where he's like, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. And then he does the whole air brakes trick that fighter jets. You see a la top gun use, uh, and then gets behind him and shoots him. And he's like, that's my line. I didn't like that exchange. Oh, <laughs> um, I didn't, didn't bother me. Cause the star Wars has always kind of said, fuck physics with their space shit. Oh, I know. So I agree. I didn't think anything of it. Um, I mean, realistically, any, any, it was more about the exchange between the the other bounty hunter and he. 
than the actual dog fighting maneuvers. Gotcha, gotcha. Just those two elements combined kind of sucked me out of the moment for a minute. Well, the the thing in this show that, like, or this episode that I really fucking enjoyed was the 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 prison break. Yeah. Like, I didn't care so much. I, I mean, I, I, I cared. I was watching it. But the exchange that he had with, uh, was it Run or Ran? Might have been Ran. The bearded guy. Um, beforehand yeah. was, I was like, okay. And then, like, the stuff inside the ship with, with uh, Bill, uh, Bill Burr. Bill Burr. I almost said Bill Marr. Oh, my God. He was awesome in this episode. Oh, yeah. He was fantastic. Um, but that whole, by the way, the, the red guy is... Um, <laughs> That's Clancy yeah, Brown. Clancy Brown, thank you. I was trying to think of his name. And the uh, female Twilight, that was, uh, she was uh, Nymphadora Tonks in the Harry Potter movies, the last right. four. But what was her name of her character in uh, Game of Thrones? I don't remember at all, but I know, I remember. But she was the one, she was the one that was caring for uh, Bran and uh, yeah. Bran and Rickon when they fled right. with Hodor. Uh it was cool, but the stuff inside the sh- like it wasn't the the show did not pick up for me like the I'm sorry the episode did not really like become fucking awesome until they were inside the prison. Every, every, yeah, everything yeah. before that was I just agree. it was just okay. It was fine. Like I didn't I didn't hate it by any stretch of the imagination, but I was like, eh. <laughs> it's fun. Um, now I did I did find her characteristics. Like her personal traits, the little laughing and hissing. I think that was a little too much, a little over the top, and could have been scaled back a little. But her actual character was fine. It's just those mannerisms. One thing about this show uh, that I will the say: bearing of the bearing of the teeth and hissing. I didn't care. One for thing it. I will say about this show that I find interesting and fascinating is that it feels like the writing and directing of each episode is. Well, I really like this other thing, and I just want to put that in Star Wars. Uh-huh. It doesn't really feel like they're trying anything new, and I don't, I don't hate that. And I, and I wasn't, I'm not saying that they should do that. It's more that I've noticed it because this entire episode, all of the character types, other than maybe Bill Burr, um, were like, it was like, oh, you have your heavy character who like almost has, seems like he has Aspergers. Uh, you have your over the top, not full on Aspergers, so it's just ass sliders. Oh, wow, you know, are you proud of that smaller version? Proud of that joke? Yeah. All right, it's not mine. I did. I'm not the originator of it, but I've used it and I want it to catch on. All right, fair enough. Uh, hey, you know, burger full version, slider smaller version. <laughs> you said he didn't have full on Aspergers, so I was like, ah, oh, ass sliders, huh? I got you. I'm trying. I'm trying it. <laughs> hey, if you find that if, it's not my if joke. anyone else finds that funny, let us know. Um, and if you absolutely hate it, let me know, and I won't. Oh, use I it don't anymore. hate the joke. I just also didn't find it very funny. So there's that. Oh, um, but see, those are the kinds of jokes that I love to, to use. The ones that are not as funny; they're just a little funny. But those are the ones I love to just like really run into the ground. <laughs> Well, I was gonna say that the 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 his character, her character, even the guy that they rescue, like, God, I've seen that before a bunch of times in places. Um, 
And mm-hmm. I kept defending the show when, like, episode four came out and people were just like, eh, it's fucking dumb and it's not like the first three and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, but it's they're clearly doing a Lone Wolf and Cub thing. Like, as the show has progressed at this point, I'm just kind of like, I can't keep defending that. You guys need to kind of branch no, out with no. the show and do maybe yeah, a different story. Well, I, you're not the only one that agrees. And, you know, a few people have been like, oh, The Mandalorian is the greatest show on TV. No. It's fucking not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. It's nostalgia heavy. But out of the first six episodes, only three were really fucking good. And the other three were like, yeah, they were okay. Um, You know? See, even in, even in so, the first three episodes, I'm, I'm in the boat of, like, it's okay. Like, I don't... Again, this isn't a, a, a judgment call on... on anything like i really enjoy the show i don't think that any of these episodes are bad inherently they're just unoriginal no exactly and that's my it's really my only complaint very uninspired yeah uninspired i guess uninspired and not offering anything new now I, i will say that episode six even though in the characterization of the characters didn't give us much in that the actual action sequences and things, those were nice. It was nice to see him in full-on, like, I'm going into ass-kicking mode. Try and stop One of the me. things I really enjoyed, uh, full-on credit to the show for doing this, because I really fucking thought it was a, a nice touch and a neat thing, but um, the fact that, that Mando, like, he fights dirty, and it's not going to be clean. Uh, so for example, like when he's, when he's taking out those, the series of, of droids, like he's not, it's not this perfect, like John Wick ass bullshit that we saw with him versus the stormtroopers. It's not bullshit, but it's not the same. No, and, no, no. I mean, well, he's in, he's in one, he's in confined space. He's in quarters of a ship with limited cover. He's got to fight dirty. He's got to take that to his advantage. And here's the thing. There is no fighting dirty in my mind. There's fighting. I didn't say fighting dirty. I didn't say fighting dirty. I said, I said no. the, the well, cleanliness said of the fight, fight. The cleanliness of the fight versus earlier what we saw where he, when he was, when he was taking out stormtroopers rescuing baby Yoda. And it was very John yeah. Wick-esque. It was very clean. Boop, boop, well, boop, that, boom, moving that, on. That had to be because he's in an open. He's in a much more open I area with numerous places to take. Full on disagree. There, are, there are really tight corridors in that in that in those shots. Whereas with well, that's the way it's shot. But he is in a building with floors, and there's more space, uh, things to maneuver behind and around to move around on. He can tactically. It's completely different than just being in an open hallway what, with like a couple of little alcoves on. Again, each side. what I'm talking about though, when it comes to why I liked this shot, is that yeah. he, the way that it's filmed, is not clean. It's like the the him getting hit and rolling around and it looking a little bit more. Um, I don't want to say realistic. Oh, but okay, I see what you're yeah, saying like, now. I'm sorry, I mistook that for. You know, stealth and tactical versus just like brawling. No, I'm talking about the way the way that it's filmed. Like they could have filmed it like as a fucking Jason Bourne sequence, but they chose not to, and I really enjoyed that. That's what that's what I'm getting at. So, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, this show like continues to be awesome for the rest of the episode. Like that, and that's the thing about Mando that's so weird to me is that, and maybe that's the intention. I don't know yet, but um, it never feels like, depending on the situation, how much Mando gives a shit. Because when he's taking out each of the other members, like, he's trying to be super fucking clever about it. Super clever. Especially when he takes out Bill Burr's character. Holy shit, that was awesome. He was being extremely methodical. Yeah. Almost psychopathic-esque. You know, high-functioning sociopath. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't know. I I enjoyed the episode, but... uh, and I think it's easily the best outside of the first three. And even the first, like, I'm sorry, that second episode is not as great as people think it is. Like, it's okay, it's fine, but... It was a lot of fun, but it wasn't great. No, it was him taking out a fucking rhino, that was it. And he had to have help. I liked it for the little fucking shit-talking punk-ass Jawas. Again, I'm not, like, I don't want to come across as I, as I hate any episode of the show. I really don't. I really enjoy it. I look forward to it every week. I watch it on time, first thing in the morning when it comes out. I'm really digging it. Yeah. And, and, I, and I really am excited to see the, the, the finale to the season. I know that we're going to get multiple seasons of this show, like, unless sudden, suddenly they're just like... Well, they're it. already filming season two. Oh, see, I didn't know that. Yeah, season two had been announced months ago and they've already been filming on it um well on that note episode seven uh i don't know why i'm bringing up episode seven well, well, that well, but point, before but. before we bring that up i just one thing and i was listening to this and i'm not the one to make this point but uh a friend of mine did bring up a point in a conversation the way that Disney, since their acquisition of the franchise, has handled X-Wings versus how X-Wings were treated with Lucas. It's like when an X-Wing fighter shows up, you know something special is about to happen. Something serious is about to happen. Whereas in the original trilogy, uh, they were just there. (laughs) You know, it's like, well, let's bring in the X-Wings, you know, Uh, but now X-Wings show up and you don't really see it from this pilot's perspective. You, you'll you get a glimpse of the pilot, but you see it from people on the receiving end or people that are in the area and all of a sudden these X-Wings come swooping in. Like in, in Rogue One, it's when, you know, Cassian's on, uh, he's getting ready to take the shot to eliminate Jyn Erso's father, Galen. And then the X-Wings come in and uh, or like in Force Awakens when they're at Maz Kanata's, uh, her her castle and the battle's happening and all of a sudden the X-Wings come swooping in. You see the shit happen. I just think that's a cool little thing that they're doing. They did it in this. Uh, so it was a cool little thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I... Sidebar. 
Oh, no, it's 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 fine. I, I, the the X wings that show up at the end of this, by the way, are piloted by um, three of the directors of certain seasons. Deborah Chow, Deborah Chow, who directed episode uh, or chapter, sorry, chapter three and chapter seven. The next one we're getting ready to talk about. Uh, Dave Filoni, and I can't remember the other dude. Um, he was the one who directed. Oh, shit, I'm trying to remember because uh... the second episode, I think. Yeah, I want to say it was the second episode. I'm, I'm looking well, at Bryce right Dallas but... Howard did four. Right. Favreau did one. Let's see. Favreau or no? Dave Filoni was episode one. Oh, Filoni was yeah. One? Episode two was Rick Famuyiwa, which is the other the other pilot. Um, yeah, yeah, that one. And he's known for, uh, no, he's not, sorry. No, he was not one of the other pilots. Was he? Maybe he was, I don't know. Um, yeah, he was, he was. He was one of the other pilots. Yeah, he uh, was. But he did um, uh, The Wood and uh, Dope and a couple other movies that won a lot of Oscars. And then Chapter hmm. 2 was directed by Deborah Chow. Sorry, Chapter 3 was directed by Deborah Chow. Chapter 4 mm-hmm. was uh, Bryce Dallas Bryce Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, five was Filoni. Yeah, five was Filoni. Six was Rick again. Yeah. Um. Seven was Chow. Yeah, seven's Chow. And eight. Eight. Is it going to be Fab? Uh, no, Taika Waititi. Oh, okay. Well, I'm fine with that. Um. And then nothing on on season two, even though it's like already slate. Like it's it's it has a spot, a tab, on IMDb, but there's nothing there. Yeah, yeah. Film it. Anyway, so yeah, it was Dave Filoni, Deborah Chow, and, and Rick Faber. I can't pronounce his last name. Um, yeah, it was those three. It was, it was I thought that was cool. Apparently, they were at the uh, Rise of Skywalker premiere. Uh, they were asked about that that uh, scene, and originally they were not like supposed to be in the X wing outfits, but they had they yeah. had fun like filming the uh, the mock up. So they just said fuck it, which I get. I would have said fuck it too. Well, yeah, I could totally pull off playing the son of Porkins. <laughs> you could the all grown up son, the all grown up son of Porkins. Oh, um. Well, let's go ahead and move on to episode seven. Well, I got to say, chapter seven. Because if you're saying episode, it makes me think of The Force Awakens. Oh, fair enough. Um, that's why they're titling these chapters instead of episodes. Yeah, well. Um, chapter 7. We This was one of the longer episodes. This one had about a 41-minute runtime. Uh, you know, of course, you, you take three or four or five minutes off for credits, you know, but still... I thought this one was a return to what the first three episodes were giving us, even more so than six. I mean, six didn't. Six was fun, but it wasn't giving us anything new. I thought this one actually did give us something a little new visually, but this one also just really well got the plot moving. Again. Here's my problem with that. With so a guy on Twitter, because. Uh, Fucking Twitter. It's always hey, Twitter. Hold Twitter. on. He's a voice actor, so I follow him, but he said this on Twitter. Um, 
he pointed out how everyone's kind of shitting all over Mandalorian because it's a serialized show. Uh, one of the comedians that I follow, uh, Steve Zaragoza, he had this big complaint about the show being episodic, and that's his big uh, episodic, but serialized, and that's his biggest issue with the entire concept of the show was that it doesn't feel like a cohesive plot, especially when we have things like Watchmen or things on Netflix or just shows in general that are um, one cohesive plot. They aren't, you know, a quote-unquote Monster of the Week sort of thing. Which then somebody else had pointed out that it it does... This, the, the guy that I'm, that I'm thinking of... Um, uh, I'm trying to remember his fucking name now, now that I'm drawing a blank... Um, he uh, he pointed out how I'm really just trying to find his tweet, and that's the problem. That's why I'm stuttering. Quit looking at his tweet, just surmise. Yeah, that's what I'm gonna do. He would much much rather have a show like Mandalorian that's set in the Star Wars universe, where every episode is like a gamble to see whether you're gonna like it or not, versus a slog of an entire season that sucks. He would rather have a couple episodes in a whole season that suck, whether uh, versus like eight episodes that, that like he he doesn't want an entire. He doesn't want to go back and sit there and be like, well, because this this and this sucked in the season, the whole show sucks, and I don't get to enjoy like he he'd rather roll the dice every week versus the for the entire show. Does that make sense? No. Uh, moving on. What? Uh, <laughs> hold on, hold on. How does that not make I'm just, sense? I'm just, I'm just fucking with you. Well, I'm just. I, I, I kind of see what he's saying, but at the same time, there's a lot of people who are viewing this as very monster of the week, and I don't see it as that way. I mean, there is an overarching plot to it. I mean, after episode or after chapter three. Uh, you know, he's crossed the guild. He's on the fucking run. You know, some guild members are after him, but that bounty is still active on the child, or Baby Yoda, as he's affectionately known. Um, so he's on the run. So he's got to hide, but, hey, shit costs money. Fuel costs money. So he still needs to try to work while he's laying low, you know, and then people are tracking him finding him he's got to move uh he's got to make repairs you know so he needs money that's why he took the job uh for the prison break so all that makes sense it's just slow getting from point a to point b to point c d e and f at this point uh well that's that's the b i think so that's the this, beauty of the this, show is that and i'm fine with that i think you can go I'm back not and saying i dislike you it. can sit there and say I like Mandalorian, but I don't like episode four, and it doesn't ruin the whole season. Exactly. I think that's, that's what exactly. he's talking about. He would rather have a show... Yeah, he should have phrased it. it he I phrased, phrased it, it wrong. This is what I was trying to find his goddamn tweet. Oh, well, see, you should have phrased it better. You should um, let me find his tweet. <laughs> the, well, you know, if you're going to bring up tweets... Either paraphrase them properly or have them prepared instead of looking down at your phone and scrolling and rambling. I just fucking scrolling and rambling is better than, or is that not better? But it's it's my uh, it's my bag. I know, I know. Um, but but no, I agree. I mean, 
there are this this series has been a lot of fun, but there are some really good episodes, and then there's some okay. Those are fine episodes, but there's not been any bad episodes. But I think several of them. I mean, for the most part, really not a lot have given us anything new, uh, with the exception of a couple things. I really loved, like, the whole Mandalorian clan showing up and fighting together to, you know, rescue his bacon from the frying pan when he was in it with the guild. Hey, you like that? That was an awesome you scene. You like that way more than I did. Well, you're a fucking terrible human being, because that was an amazing scene. Like, visually amazing. I'm not saying concept-wise amazing, no. I'm saying visually that was just fucking awesome. You know? Um, especially considering that... Oh, here we go. I found geez. the tweet. And I was looking at the wrong guy. That's why I couldn't find the fucking tweet in the first place. Jesus Christ. Twitter really is the bane of my existence, everyone. I hate Twitter so much. There's a reason uh. I there's a reason I use Twitter. Uh, I like Twitter a lot because it keeps me informed onto certain things. Uh, there's a lot of deals that I've that I've found with video games or, or watching a show or something because I follow a bunch of accounts that show deals all the time, um, and I like to follow a few of the uh, comedians that I, I enjoy on Twitter because they crack jokes or they make jokes. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I get that. Here's and the problem. I use Twitter. I just... Here's the problem. I started following cosplayers and other people oh, in no. that fashion, and Twitter loves doing this like, hey, well, this one person you followed really enjoyed this furry porn, so would you like to look at it too? So that's the problem with Twitter. Thanks, Valer. <laughs> anyway, he says, reading all these Mandalorian hot takes with folks, folks holding court about how storytelling should be how storytelling should be and can't and I can't help but think that they're just arguing for the side of more formulaic. He goes, by the way, I don't think every episode works, but that's what you get with the slot machine of serialized anthology. I'd rather pull the arm all day than slog through multiple seasons of a show that tricks you into thinking something's happening and making making things feel big and important. Mm. Okay. And he's not wrong. Yeah, that, he's not wrong in that. Like he's not, and he said that much better than you. Yeah, can make. no shit. Yeah, that's no shit. That's what I said when you're like, does that make sense? I'm like, uh, no, moving on. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like trying to like. Uh, the problem was is I had the, I had the wrong person. That that was the only issue. Yeah, yeah. Always find the right person. But that's I think that's what I um, like about this show is that. Like every week just feels like its own little special story, and I'm I'm in, I'm digging that. I don't need. Oh, I agree. I don't need every show to be fucking Watchmen, or at least try to be Watchmen. Like Jesus Christ, we can we can have fun in our shows without it being super fucking heavy handed. Exactly, and that's what this is. This is a lot of fun. Um, of course, this episode, you know, this this one, uh, I think this one turned it up a little bit. Yeah, it did. It was fun. Uh, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, all right, so we're going to run through the specifics. Uh, Mandalorian receives a transmission from Grief Karga, uh, Carl Weathers' character. He's like, hey, so shit's gotten bad here um, since you left. The Imperial presence is really ramped up. This warlord's mad. But 
we can make a deal. We want to take him out. We'll use you and the kid as bait. And you can kill him. And, you know, you can take the kid and your debt's free. Walk away. So he takes it. But he knows he's walking into a trap. So first thing he does, he goes and gets Cara Dune, which was awesome. Then he goes and gets the Ugnot, uh Quill, um, who had repaired IG-11, who is now a fucking butler serving tea. Uh, so they fit the a couple of the Blurgs and all of them on the ship, and they're heading off to Navarro. Um, and, man, then it really picked up. Once they finally got to Navarro, shit picked up. Yeah. I uh I was really happy that this this episode started like started off as a heist. Like it was just like you son of a bitch, I'm in. Like it just kind of turned into that for like a minute, but it was I mean there was more dialogue than that obviously and Yeah, yeah. Um he's like she's like I'm out. I got a good life here, you know. I'm laying low. I don't want to spend a life risk my life in prison. He's like, did I mention the guy we're going after is ex-imperial? She's like, when do we leave? I'm in. Yeah. It's like <laughs> what I what I'm kind of hoping is that like because I I really want to see that character from the fifth episode again the um the woman that was like taking care of his or fixing his ship oh Amy Sedaris's character yeah thank you like I want to see her come back somehow um we also still don't quite understand who found the dead body of the other uh, bounty hunter uh. I think I think it was Moff Gideon, who we were finally introduced to today. Did was there a? I'll have uh, to watch it again. But was there like a stirrup jingle when he walked? Dude, I can't remember. I was excited for one because I was excited because of that Imperial transport was used on screen for the first time in live action history, uh, which really pleased me because that was an original Kenner toy design from 1979 and one of the toys that I had, which was amazing. Uh, but two, you know, fucking seeing him come in in a TIE fighter, he's like, obviously, he he must have been a high-ranking TIE fighter pilot because he's wearing a TIE fighter pilot's armor. Uh, but he, he's not wearing the typical moth uniform which is usually white it's always been white he's wearing a tie fighter pilot's uniform just with a cape and a few other uh little uh accessories you know to enhance it so when we see that tie fighter come in and land we've seen tie fighters you know like take off we've always assumed they just landed on uh their wings right they're, well, they're stabilizers, I guess you would refer to them as, not so much wings. These fucking folded in half, and he had landing gear come down, and I'm like, oh my god, that's awesome, I've never seen that, that's so fucking cool. So I don't remember if there were any spur jingles, but at the same time, that could have just been a musical effect and not an actual costume effect, because they did that a couple of times in the first episode. Well, I'm going to disagree with you there, only because every time he steps, you hear it. In the fifth episode. I'll have to go back and watch. Um, it was a big thing on the internet because everyone's like, Boba Fett's were the same thing! Boba Fett's had stirrup jingles! And I'm just like, it's not fucking Boba Fett, calm down. 
It's not. It's not Boba Fett. I mean, it could be, but I know for a fact it's not Boba it, Fett. No. If it's Boba Fett, I'll be sorely disappointed. That, that'll upset me actually a lot because, well, if you've heard me and my hot takes on Boba Fett as a character, um, that would that would just be too much fan service. There's a line, and, and fan service is fine. But there's a point when it's just too much. I agree. And giving everybody Boba Fett, that's too much. Yeah. If you're going to do a Boba Fett thing and give people Boba Fett, do what they were going to do and do the standalone movie like was originally planned before it was... Turned into Mandalorian? Put into put into Carbonite. Well, this, this show was originally going to be Boba Fett. Like, not Boba Fett as the Mandalorian. Like, when they were... Shopping the idea of the show around, they were like, "Yeah, it'll be a show about Boba Fett and him hunting bounties and all this kind of stuff." And then they like transformed it into the story about Boba Fett finding a baby and taking care of the baby. And then it turned into like, "Well, that doesn't make any sense for Boba Fett, so let's change it to the Mandalorian." That it works better for me that way, anyway. I agree. Um, well, the story wasn't also going to take place after Jedi to begin with, so there was that, but. Um, a lot of this show transformed over time. Uh, yeah, as most things do. But yeah, I'm really excited to see where. Uh, like, I'm I'm super sad that that uh, I can't remember to pronounce his name. Cool, Krill, 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 Quill, Quill. Uh, I'm I'm sad that he Krill. is dead. Uh, it's it's not a hundred percent clear <laughs> if he's dead or not, but it's pretty confirmed. Like his his back I mean, is smoking. He, he looks he looks pretty goddamn dead. To right, me. I agree. But you know how shows and work sometimes. Like hey, these these biker these biker scouts have snatched up the baby. They've got yep. it. He is in Imperial custody now. Yep. With a Mandalorian and Cara Dune and Grief Karga all pinned down in a fucking cantina with about. A whole platoon of ex-Imperial troops outside. Yeah, Warner Herzog takes a goddamn uh, laser blast to the chest. Oh, he's right through the he's chest. Dead. Yeah, <laughs> he is dead. Killed by his own uh, uh, boss. I'm so fucking well, happy that whoever that direction of his own whoever boss. came out was just like, hey, you know that really ominous and scary guy that was in Breaking Bad? Let's have him as an Imperial enforcer. Yes. Brilliant, let's do that. Yeah. Giancarlo Esposito does a wonderful villain in everything I've seen him in. He's always been a villain, and he does so well. Yeah. Well, um, I hate to do this to you, Josh, but we have recorded a little long, and I'm starting to get a headache for no reason. You're a son of a like, bitch. Right behind Why me. are you getting a headache right now? I don't know. It sucks, but... Tell it to stop. Well, Tell I'm, I'm going to wrap up the podcast. We'll save that... What we were going to do, guys, is we were going to talk a little bit more about Star Wars and our love of it, but we'll talk about why I'm, I'm just going to cut that short, and we'll move on. All right. Um, well, if you're feeling bad, it's well, fine, because I was feeling bad this morning. We had to delay recording until uh, this afternoon. Uh, next week, or actually later this week, we're going to have a, sl- a small special side episode where Josh and I are going to talk about uh, Rise, of, Rise of Skywalker. We're yeah, yeah. literally seeing it the same day, almost at the same time. Like Josh, a little bit earlier than yeah. me. Yeah, we uh, this this episode. You know, we're recording it on the 18th. This publishes the 20th. Uh, the morning of the 20th at 11:30 a.m. I will be viewing it. 
Uh, Greg will be viewing it at 9, 10 a.m. Pacific time. Uh, so I'll be, I'll have been watching it for about 40 minutes when he goes in. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but after that, this weekend, we're going to do a, what we thought about it, a special bonus episode. Because fuck it, it's Star Wars week. We got an episode of Mandalorian. We talked about two episodes today. We're getting the last of the saga films, you know, today, you know, next week, the Mandalorian wraps up next Friday. Uh, But this weekend, we're going to give you a bonus episode, probably record it Sunday and publish it. How? I don't know. Sunday work for you or? For talking about uh, uh, Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Yeah, Sunday works. I mean, that's probably easier just because. My dad likes to take that day off, so we're not going to be working. Yeah, yeah. Uh, All right. Well, we'll do that Sunday and publish it either later that night or first thing Monday morning. Yeah. Um, that way, give everyone a chance over the weekend to watch it. Us, yeah. Well, it's going to be like, hey, it's going to be spoiler heavy. You know, download and listen at your own risk. I Absolutely. Mean, that's the first but, thing we're going to fucking say. Um, but this also gives us a good 48 hours to process it and really think about it. Yeah. Instead of just an immediate out of the theater reaction. Right, right. Uh, the other thing I was going to say is that we were going to do this dumb little thing that I found uh, via other YouTubers and whatnot, where you type in a sentence and, and a, a bot tries to fill in the rest of a story. Um, it's pretty funny. At least I find it funny. And we were going to do that for like a minute. But this headache is not going away. And it's really bothering me. So, um. I really might. I really do. Genuinely, I might need to see a doctor because I've been having these headaches off and on for months, and I don't know why. Yeah. Well, I told you in the meantime, before you can get into the doctor, invest in a bottle of Excedrin tension headache. Um, Well, I don't even think it's. Tell you, man, I think it'd really help. I don't even know if it's tension anymore, man. Like, it might be, but I don't know. I I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not against trying it, but trying to figure it out. Anyway, I don't talk about my medical issues on here. Um,. But we're going to wrap it up, guys. Um, well, I mean, you know, headache versus amputation, you're not going to win. I, 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 in the cast thing, I wasn't attempting to make it a competition, but yeah, I would lose. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just kidding. I just like to make fucking leg jokes. I mean, shit, That's fair. why not? Uh, but yeah, so yeah, guys, join us Monday where we talk about Rise of Skywalker. If you've seen it, please, only if you've seen it. Or don't give a fuck, either way. Uh, next episode, guys, um, I don't know when it'll be up because Josh and I, uh, both have a wonky schedule coming up next week, uh, where we're good. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Christmas. So, um, so hopefully we'll find a day next week to record a review of the Mandalorian finale. Um, no. No, no. It'll have to be because it'll it'll have to be the first episode of the new year because it comes out on the twenty seventh and we will publish on the twenty seventh if we get to record on time. Now, if for some reason we can't record and don't publish on schedule like we normally do because of Christmas, then yes, right. Well, everything's gonna be wonky, guys. But so on that in that regard, uh, follow some. We social will medias. be. We will be watching. Uh, Six Underground 
and the Irish. Yes, yes. That's what we'll be talking about for sure next Thank episode. you. I almost forgot to... I, I had... I actually Possibly. Possibly the series finale... Season finale of The Mandalorian. Um, the other thing, guys, is this is our last uh, uh, uninhibited of the year. Um, obviously. Uh, if you look at the scheduling dates. Um, not the last episode of the year. Just the last uninhibited. So... Yeah, one more episode this year. Well, two, actually, the bonus episode. Yeah, yeah, the side episode. Uh, the Uninhibited will be the first episode of the new year, though. Yep, yep, so that'll be fun. And I and we'll try to have something, like, fun planned out for that one. I don't know, maybe another uh, Crazy Headlines? I don't know, we'll see. Maybe, it's been a while. It has, it's been a while since we've done it. has that. been a minute. All right, guys, well, uh, Josh, if you'd like to throw out all the social medias they can follow us on. Yeah, uh, if you'll look in the below the notes of the episode, you will see links to places where you can interact with us. Uh, there is the Discord server where uh, we are always, almost always active around the clock, with the exception of when we're asleep, uh, which for me is usually about 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. Eastern Time, and Greg about about the same time just add three hours um <laughs> yeah not wrong but uh there's a link to our merchandise uh the red bubble store where you can get cool shirts mugs uh pillows postcards anything you want that they offer you can get it um there's the face official Facebook page where we make official announcements and posts. You can follow there. There is the discussions, uh, all queued up discussions group that we need to be more active in, Greg. Yeah. Uh, both of us are very guilty of not of neglecting that. Uh, then there's also Twitter and Instagram. Those are all linked below. Follow. Uh, you know, if you haven't before on whatever platform you're listening on, be it iTunes or Stitcher or Google, uh, Google Play or uh, Podbean, etc. Leave us a review because that's what all the cool kids are doing these days. Apparently, leave us a five star review. Tell us what you enjoy about the show. Tell us what you don't enjoy about the show. You know, any criticisms, critiques, as long as it's constructive, don't just be like, ah, you two are fat fucks. We already know that. (laughs) We already know that. We're good. Um, But yeah, leave us a review, comment, you know, uh, hit us up. Definitely. And if you want to follow me personally on social media, my profile is public on Facebook. Uh, My accounts that I use, Instagram and Twitter, uh, are publicly linked, made available there on my Facebook profile. Uh, as for other shows you can hear me on, aside from this show every Friday, on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel, every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern, you can catch me on a show called Figure Bangin', new episode this week. Go check it out. And then every Friday night, live around 9 p.m., uh, I'm part of a show called MPSP Theater. I'm really excited about uh, talking about... Uh, well, things tonight, because as of this recording, uh, tonight's MPSP that I'm alluding to in the future, 48 hours from now, <laughs> you know, I will have seen Star Wars, and you know, I'm going to be excited. I'm not going to talk spoilers on it, obviously, but it'll be my first reaction 
publicly afterwards. So. Right, right. That's that, that 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 that's me. So, where where about you, Greg? Where are you at? Uh, you find me anywhere uh, uh, under Chub Rock Geek, quite literally anywhere. Um, I know that I keep saying that we're going to do streaming of uh, Jackbox on Saturdays and whatnot, but like, well, the past few weeks have been busy. Yeah, so. Uh, we'll probably won't have another stream until the, uh, till next year. No joke. Like in sometime in January. Um, but in the meantime, follow me on Twitch at Chub Rock Geek and, uh, come play along when we do that. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. I mean, we can't, we can't tell you an exact date. It's not like we have 2020 vision. Tr- yeah. It's a weird way to put that, but yeah. <laughs> it threw me off. I was like, I was like, I mean, we don't. Hindsight's 2020 is where that phrase would go, but that doesn't make sense to the future. But yeah, I brain hurt, brain hurt more than already hurt. You're welcome. Uh, guys, we are going to finish it there. Go enjoy some Star Wars this weekend. Um, I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm very hopeful. Uh, I'm trying not to be any skeptic, skeptical about it. Rebellions are built on hope. Yeah, well. Yeah, well, uh, if you enjoy some video games, go play uh, Jedi uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Fallen Order. It's very good. Um, but yeah, guys, uh, we'll see you next time, and may the Force be with you. Ooh, I like that. Take care, everybody.